0: Welcome in to episode 115 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very excited and happy to be joined once again by the one, the only Sean Smith of Gobi Blue Country.
1: Sean, how are you? Did you say one as a number one?
0: Ooh, good wordplay there. Why, why would I say one, Sean?
1: Well, shade and sharp. The number one player in ESPN, Rivals, and on three, just committed to Kentucky, Jack.
0: He is a Kentucky Wildcat. This is a moment, Sean, we've been waiting a long time for. It's one that we've discussed on this show, behind the scenes, through text messages, all of the various platforms. We have talked about the possibility of Shaden Sharp joining the fold since, I mean, late spring early summer I mean we this has been something that we've talked about for months uh, that has finally come to fruition this is something that Kentucky they got on early they uh, kind of solidified itself before everybody else did when Shaden was a top 100 you know fringe top 100 player uh, they kind of solidified itself as the favorite early on and kind of got to reap the benefits of him blossoming into the number one prospect in the country, and and UK just being the favorite from start to finish. Uh, and Sean, it's finally come to fruition. He is a Kentucky Wildcat, announcing his commitment this evening over offers from Arizona, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and the G League Ignite. They offered a, a contract upward of. $1 million. So, Sean, let's jump right into it. What does this commitment mean for the program and just kind of, you know, both in the long term and in the immediate?
1: It gets Kentucky back to doing what they used to do, Jack. I mean, Kentucky, John Calperi talked about on his press conference today uh, when asked about the recruiting momentum. And he said, we've been the number one or number two class, you know, every year. Yeah, they had, they'd, they'd always gotten to that but those classes felt different because they were missing the guys that were at the top, like the number ones, the number twos, the number threes, and those top five prospects, Jack. And I think that's what it gets Kentucky back to doing. It's a good PR thing right now. Kentucky is going to kind of dominate the headlines here for a week or so. And then depending on what happens with some other guys, you could get some more momentum going your way. So Duke has been that school. Memphis has been that school. When you get these guys, you get the cool guys in college basketball. Everyone is high on Shaden Sharp in college basketball and in professional basketball. Shaden's one of those guys that makes you the cool school. And it, it's, it's good that Cal and this staff this – is, this is Orlando Antigua, Chin Coleman, the new staff. This is their first strike right here, the one that really gets the ball rolling. Yeah, you
0: look at the numbers, he averaged 22.6 points per game on 48% shooting and 36.4% from three, uh, 5.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists per game in 12 games at Peach Jam. That's the the best of the best competition. You don't get anything better than than Peach Jam, and he was the best of the best at that event. Um, He finished with 20 or more points eight times, 25 or more, six times, and 30 or more points twice. Uh, He also finished in the top five in total three pointers made. So Sean, this is a guy I've mentioned the, uh, the Malik Monk comparisons countless times on this show. He himself compares himself to uh, a player like Bradley Beal, who used to play at Florida and now is considered, you know, widely considered one of the top scoring guards in in all of the NBA. Uh, So not horrible comparisons for, uh, uh, you know, a guy that you're hoping comes in and and is an immediate impact guy uh, like Shaden. So, you know, you've watched this film, you've gotten to see him, you know, see him a couple times. What do you think of Shaden Sharp's game and, and what kind of impact do you think he could he could make at, at a school like Kentucky?
1: Man, he he's a killer. He is a killer, man. He his athleticism, his ability to rise above the rim and stuff like that, those explosive plays that you know, you talk explosive plays a lot in the game of football. Basketball has them too. Those guys that can just absolutely just take your will that's what Shaden sharp does he'll he'll go right through you jack a, a physical guard a physical explosive wing that's what kentucky's getting in this one
0: yeah he's a he's a shot creator at all three levels and this is a guy that we said we said things like that for players like bj boston and and yes bj boston is a shot creator at all three levels but there's something to be said about the contact and physicality that Shaden also brings to the table. Six five, 185 pounds, uh, and I, I, I beg to differ that I, I think he might weigh a little bit more than that. I think he might p- be pushing 190, 195, maybe even pushing 200, especially by the time he gets on a college campus. The first time I ever saw him play, uh, y- you know, I thought, that the coolest part about his game is that, like you said, he explodes through contact and goes into you for, and one finishes. This isn't a guy that, you know, you're not going to hear coach cow with his, Oh, stop with the flipsy do's and the, you know, dunkaroos and all that stuff that he would say for (laughs) players in the past. This is a guy that he's going to go through your chest and try to finish over the top of you as opposed to around you. And that's something that – I mean, that's music to Coach Cal's ears. And, Sean, there's a story that I, I've said a couple times, and I, I may have mentioned it once in passing on this this show, but it's my favorite Shaden Sharp story. I was watching him at Peach Jam. Uh, John Calipari was there. He was watching it with Jay Lucas, uh, Coach O, and uh, Chin Coleman. They were all watching – Uh, Shaden play there was one play Shaden Shaden's a dude that he's gonna you know give you a couple dribble moves and try to create his own shot you know with the step back jumpers things like that he he's gonna hit you with a couple one two three punches to to try to create his own shot he did this but he was in the left corner you know kind of closed closed in kind of back against the wall he had this double step back move went between the legs step back Almost behind the goal in the left, the left corner, went up with it and drilled it. And Coach Cal audibly—I've never seen him do this with any recruit ever in the past—audibly went, stood up and went,
1: ooh,
0: clapped and like did a ooh. I've never seen a coach give that reaction in person to a kid that he's recruiting that's not even publicly committed behind the scenes. Like you know behind the scenes, he had kind of given a like, yeah, I'm coming, Coach. Don't worry about me, but. But a guy that isn't publicly committed to be that excited about a kid, I've never seen that ever, Sean. And there's that level of excitement with Shaden Sharp around this program. Before he – I mean, look, this is a guy that when UK offered, I think he was ranked 86 in the country, something like that. Mm -hmm. So there is a level of confidence. There was a level of confidence in this kid's ability way back when, before he was a somebody. And I was talking to people within the program, you know, leading up to Peach Jam, the weeks leading up to it, and then – Actually, at at Peach Jam, uh, you know he was top 15, top 10, pushing that top 10ish uh, ranking. And there's one individual that absolutely matters inside this program that said, "I don't care what the rankings say; he's the number one player in the country. He will he will end up being the number one player in the country, and that's what we're recruiting him as. We are recruiting him as the foundational piece of this of this recruiting class. And Kentucky just got it."
1: By the way, I'm I'm clipping out that audio that you just did the woo and every time Kentucky gets a commitment now, I'm just going to put that out there like that's that's the audio that we're going to roll with. Yeah. Not only did you ever never see John Calipari do that, I've never seen you do that. So <laughs> you that. I about threw my phone out of my hand. It freaked me out at first, but no man, this is a big one. This is uh, this is huge for the program. I wrote about it this morning. I said today – I titled the article, Tuesday is a huge day for the Kentucky basketball program. And I'm sure some people look at that and be like, why? You know, we've we, they've had recruitments. They've got guys. No, it's it's different. You just made a coaching staff change. You just went through all this stuff in the spring. You're coming off a terrible 9-16 and 16 year. You need something that's a shot in the arm. And you're getting it. It's the number one player in the class. And I, I just think that it's massive for – for the program. It's it's massive for Cal's energy. And I thought he looked like a guy in the press conference today, Jack, that has found his energy again. He looked revived. He looked rejuvenated. Something like last year when we look on those press conferences, man, he looked defeated every time you looked at him. I thought he looked really good today. It was on Zoom. It wasn't in person, but I thought he looked like a guy that had a lot of energy. And I think it's because he's like, man, yeah, this this is what we this is what we do. This is what we used to do. And he was asked about recruiting momentum and he said, what? What do you mean? We've had the number one and number two classes. But then he even admitted, but, yeah, maybe some of the momentum. They've had number one and number two, Jack, but it's just so different when those number one and number two classes include guys like this. Yeah,
0: and I thought it was really telling. Some of those recruiting quotes were very on the nose of things that came out today, things that we've kind of discussed behind the scenes, things that we've said on this podcast. Uh, He flat out said that there are recruits out there that – are being promised things that they're saying, uh, you know, I want this role. I want this many shots. I want this many touches. I need to start, you know, things like that. And he said that he has been walking away from the table on several, uh, on on several prospects and Sean news came out today Mm -hmm. that Kentucky and Nick Smith jr officially cut ties he's not he had an official visit scheduled for this past weekend he did not take it it got canceled uh, and he will not be rescheduling that and he is a player that Sean we've talked about extensively on this show about that there were some hurt feelings behind the scenes that there was some conversation publicly and privately that he was a little bent out of shape about Kentucky's approach and how they weren't you know the level of contact wasn 't the same as others and and that you know he didn 't know what else he needed to show there you know I talked to him one time and and his exact quote was i don 't know what else i need to what else I need to do to show him that that i 'm good enough and there was a little kind of put offness to his tone, and when I talked to somebody close to the program at Peach Jam about you know hey I, you know i've been talking to Nick Smith a little bit what 's the deal with with there you You guys are watching him play but it feels like there's some tension there. What's going on there? And it was kind of a little bit of tension thrown my way from the Kentucky side of things too, where they were like, the dude's had a broken wrist for two months. What you know? What are we supposed to offer, a kid? That we haven't seen in person. You know, we haven't seen him in pub. You know, in public because of of COVID the last year. This is our first chance to see him in person. Where we just you know was he just expecting us to drop what we're doing and extend an offer just because just like just because of his name or what his ranking is and like we needed we like him as a player. We like him as a kid. We just needed to see him in person. They saw him in person. They extended the offer. But it it always felt like there was some just not even bad blood, but that there was just something that that relationship was going to have to be retooled and fixed for, for any, you know, positive momentum, you know, in the possibility of, of UK ended up, you know, landing him at the end of the day. And I just think at the end of the day, UK fell in love with case and Wallace. They already knew that they kind of had Shaden sharp, not locked up, but penciled in as their guy. And they kind of, they felt really good about their chances there that, when push came to shove Nick Smith just kind of wasn't at the top of their priority list. Great kid. He's a hell of a player. I mean, there's a reason that he you know, dropped 30 points in the championship game of, of peach jam. I mean, he's, he's that level of talent, but when push came to shove, I think Kentucky found its core backcourt pieces headlined by Shaden and sharp. And they said, screw it. Let's, let's call a spade a spade and let's move forward with this thing. And I think that's probably the most exciting part of this Shaden Sharp commitment is that I think Kentucky knows exactly what they want and they're going to finalize these pieces before the early signing period. And now they can focus on their other big chickens in this class and Derek Lively. And, and I, Derek Lively is the headliner outside of yes. Shaden Sharp, make no mistake about it. But I think solidifying this commitment, Case and Wallace kind of being next in line as a guy they think they're, they're going to be able to wrap up here quickly behind the scenes, I think it's already happened. But publicly, I think if they, they just feel good about this foundational piece being
1: solidified now. Anytime that you have a situation where a recruit ends up not taking their visit, canceling their visit, and then you get the cutting ties, that it's always leads into, well, someone else got the spot. That's how you read that. That's Case and Wallace. It, it has to be. And we've talked about that November 7th commitment date. We believe that that thing might get moved up. Especially – and you see Jay Lucas tweeting out all these things that he tweets. He, and you know that – you know who he's talking to. I mean, Kaysen is a Jay guy. Like, that's a Jay connection guy there. Uh, so, it came down to it, right? They offered Kaysen Wallace and Nick Smith, Jr. on the same weekend after Peach Jam. We had had questions about, well, why hasn't Kentucky offered Kaysen Wallace? Why hasn't Kentucky offered Kaysen Wallace? Well, Cal wanted to evaluate these guys. He did. He evaluated, he saw what he wanted to see, he felt out both recruitments, and then it comes down to it, they decide where they want to go with it. And I think that Cal knows, and and they don't just offer anyone, Jack. Obviously, they thought Nick Smith Jr. was a good basketball player and one that was worthy enough of having a U.K. offer at one point. But then it kind of comes down to after you evaluate and after you look and who else you're getting and all this stuff, it comes down to, all right, what do we need? And that Shaden Sharp. Boom. Kasen Wallace. All the momentum is trending with Kentucky right now. Kentucky's Kentucky's put themselves in position, Jack, to have a dominant close to the summer season here and into the fall.
0: Yeah. It's just I keep thinking like Shaden Shaden kind of feels like that that golden goose of this class. That one, I mean, he's the number one player in the country, right? But it feels like he is a late signing late signing period spring guy that he's like the final complimentary piece that you want to add as your home run swing going into the following year. But for Kentucky to have him locked up now and have him as a recruiting tool alongside Sky Clark, who is a very well-liked kid in this class, UK now has so much recruiting momentum, not just with the coaching staff and the swagger that comes with bringing back Coach O and Chin Coleman's, you know, know, emergence as the, you know, one of the top guys on the staff as well. Jay Lucas, you know, his, his role's still there. It just feels like it's not only the coaching staff being able to do the talking. Now UK has the number one player in the country able to, you know, vouch for them and recruit on behalf of the Kentucky Wildcats alongside Sky Clark, who's already a well-liked guy. Sean, it just feels like after months and months of waiting for that big bang in this class, it feels like this is going to be the first domino of several pieces coming up here in the very near future.
1: It is. It's the one that broke the dam. That's yeah. that's how I look at it. It's about to it's about to go. And we had a lot of questions. I know your DMs have been full, mine have been full, mentions, everything. When are, when's Kentucky going to get a commitment? And and I think too, the fact that Sky Clark committed so early. I mean, super early, right? You don't ever get guys that early at Kentucky or somewhere like that. But it's been a while since they've had something in a domino fall for 2022. And Shaden Sharp is the first one. And man, you're talking about when you can get the number one guy this early in your class, a guy that others want to play with, you you best be believing Calipari is going to be doing the Vince McMahon thing that we see on Twitter, <laughs> and here I am doing it right here. And like you know, you know that's coming. Like he certainly feels good today, and not just today. I, I think he's a guy that feels really good moving forward.
0: I just love the pieces as a whole, and, and we're going to talk about this too, because Chris Livingston's obviously a very significant part of that. We touched on it a little bit in our last episode, but now that Shaden is committed, it's, it, you know, we kind of got to reevaluate that and look at the, the total group. You have Sky Clark who is seen as, you know, one of the best ball handler facilitators, uh, you know, smooth, silky smooth type players as your one. You have Shaden Sharp who is, arguably the best scorer in high school basketball, again, Malik Monk, Bradley Beal comparisons as your go-to two. And then you have Case and Wallace who is seen as the gritty, grimy, you know, do all, do, you know, do anything to win at all cost mentality type player as your three or two. You could, know, all three of those players are complementary pieces. They're versatile. All three of them can play all three positions. That's again, that's part of it. But can you, Ask for a better backcourt, even considering even considering the fact that they're all freshmen. Can you even ask for a better backcourt than what UK is? It feels like they're on the cusp of signing. Should they, uh, you know, pull off a commitment in Case and Wallace as expected? It feels like these three pieces are so cohesive and that they're going to fit together so well.
1: Yeah, and this leads me into this. And the reason I'm asking is because Derek Terry actually asked this to me earlier. And he was talking about this class. If it ends up being Kaysen and Shaden and Sky on the perimeter, let's assume Tata Washington leaves to the NBA draft. Let's, let's say he's that good. John Calipari talked about it today. He's better than what he thought he was. Do you think, Jack, that they need to add another guard, maybe a veteran guard, maybe the transfer portal or somewhere late to go with those guys? Because whoever it is at point guard, they're not going to have to come in and score. A ton of points. They've got guys. If that ends up being their class, or do you think that Scott is the guy there to lead the point spot? Or they have a bunch of combo guys is what this class is going to yep. be made up of.
0: Well, I go back to Cal's comments today. He flat out said that – he likes his three guard lineup. It's something that he's going to continue to utilize. He said that there are four point guards on this current roster, adding Kellen Grady, who played a significant amount of point guard at at Davidson. That he likes having more than you know, more than necessary. More than uh, you don't want to be in an emergency situation like UK was in this past season, where you think you have your guy and that guy ends up not being who he should be and then you know the sky is falling outside of that I think I I think all parties involved are very confident in those three players but I wouldn't be shocked if you know when push came to shove when the transfer portal opens up next you know next spring that some you know Marcus Carr type option, you know, one of those type where where it's one of those you you can't help but look and, and explore that possibility. And I guess, you know, Marcus Carr is not a good situation. Look at a, a guy like, um, shoot, the Davion Mintz equivalent or, or whomever. Just somebody that is that veteran presence, that sure thing in college basketball that you know that he's going to come in and he's going to give you a guaranteed You know, whatever you're looking for, that guaranteed locker room presence, that guaranteed veteran leadership that you're looking for. I I think that would be something that Cal would explore just because it's so hard to trust three freshmen as your only options at point guard. That would be my only thing. But in, in terms of talent, I think those three are more than enough. To, to you know kind of put UK over the edge and and you know you never know what happens with a guy like CJ Frederick Dante Allen you know you got to factor in those other wing positions on top of this uh, but I, I I do think that there's a chance that depending on the departures, you know, what happens with Savir Wheeler, guys like that. Uh, my gut tells me that Savir came to Kentucky to be a one-and-done, and that's going to be what happens to him at the end of the day, whether, you know, that he ends up being an overseas guy or what. But I think he, he came to Kentucky hoping to be a one-and-done. Uh, but, you know, should he change his mind and come back, I think that's your guy. If, the, you know, there's another player complimentary piece like that in the transfer portal, you consider adding him at the end of the day. But uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely confident in the pieces that they've added for sure, Sean.
1: Yeah, I am, I am too, and uh, remains to kind of be seen exactly where this class goes, but you, the blueprint is there to follow. Now it just becomes uh, when those dominoes continue to fall. Got the first one today. We'll see what happens with Case and Wallace and with the others in this class, but the, the thing that I would say is Kentucky basketball is going to be just fine in recruiting. Orlando Antigua, Chin Coleman, this new staff, you're finally seeing the effects of that, and I think that that's going to continue to play out as we move along through the fall,
0: absolutely. We're, we'll uh, wrap it up here shortly. I, if if you're going to ask me for my updated penciled in recruiting class, what the foundation of that that class is going to look like, I'm going Kason. I'm going Case and Wallace, Sky Clark, Shaden Sharp, Chris Livingston is the four. And I think that this is going to force Cal's hand to go four out. And, you know, I know that he kind of flirted with the, you know, Jacob Toppin at the four and, and you know, played the, the two big thing that he, he tried working this past season with Isaiah Jackson and Olivier Saar at times. But I, I think that the push for Chris Livingston is to put him at the small ball four and have a true four out one, one in dribble drive that yeah. is going to maximize shooting, maximize versatility, and, uh, you know, move the ball around, get shots up, you know, kind of try to modernize the the college basketball game.
1: What's the common denominator with all these guys we've talked about? It's that Scott Clark, Shaden Sharp, Caseen Wallace, Chris Livingston, they all can do things with the ball in their hands, but on the other side of this, they can all play off the ball mm-hmm. as well. That's the stuff, and Cal talked about that on his presser with us this morning that even talking about this year's team that they're going to go to there's going to be four guard spots that doesn't mean all those guys have to be guards they just have to have guard skills right that's you you can see a philosophy change coming here he even talked about how in the past it was guys that were just freak athletes could would still go number 10 in the in the draft even if they didn't have the skill set no that the game has changed it's all skill set livingston wallace sharp clark they all have that skill set with the ball in their hands or off the ball as well. I think that that's what you're seeing possibly put together. The crystal balls are trending. You see the the trend kind of turning with Chris Livingston now to Kentucky. Uh, Cal is definitely doing some work right now. And then at that
0: five position, one of Derek Lively or a Dembona, And I think that's the, – the ball is in Derek Lively's court. I think that they've kind of – like I said last episode, there's some, um, some conversation about – if those two can play together and that's kind of been the push for Chris Livingston. And as as much as I'd like to see both of them play together, as much as I think they could play together, I think UK is, is officially going to move forward with, with going for Derek Lively as their one, as their top center option and hope that he's the guy and what a hell of a get that would be. Then, you know, number two player in the country alongside Shaden Sharp as a number one player in the country. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. Uh, And then, you know, or if if that fails, if he goes elsewhere or whatever, uh, then you have a Dembona in your back pocket as the guy that you really like and and would be would serve as that backup option. Uh, I think that's definitely going to be the uh, one or the other situation that that Kentucky fans have to be confident in. But one hell of a five, uh, a group of five in Sky Clark, Shaden Sharp, Cason uh, Wallace, Chris Livingston, and one of uh, Derek Lively or Dembona. Very hard to ask for anything better than that group, Sean.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you, you can't do much better than that. That's certainly a group that, on paper, when you add in who could come back from this roster, that would be a team that's in position to possibly be a preseason number one, preseason top three, top four team. Yeah. If you have that makeup of that roster that has NBA potential, there's going to be some guys come back off this roster. We really don't know who, what remains to be seen, exactly how this season goes. Uh, but if you can blend some experience with all that talent, man, that is a roster that is scary if it all comes together.
0: And it and it all starts with Shaden Sharp's commitment. One heck of a get for the program. Hats off to John Calipari, tip of the cap to Orlando Antigua, Chen Coleman and Jay Lucas for solidifying this commitment. Absolutely monster, monster get for the program and definitely gets the ball rolling for some other big time commitments here in the very near future and We'll be along for the ride for all of it. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, continue to uh, get these episodes up. We enjoy doing them, and we're grateful for all of our listeners. Sean, with that, let's get the heck out of here. Where can fans find
1: your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry.
0: Country. You can find me on Twitter at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for another jam packed Source of say podcast. We will see you then.